Act Three of Amends for Ladies by Nathan Field. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Three, Scene One. Enter Husband and Subtle. She's a rare wife, believe it, sir. We're all such. We never should have false inheritors. Pish, friend. There is no woman in the world can hold out in the end. If youth, shape, wit met in one subject, do assault her aptly. For failing once, you must not faint, but try another way. The paths of women's minds are crooked and diverse. They have byways to lead you to the palace of their pleasures, and you must woo discreetly. First, observe the disposition of her you attempt. If she be spriteful and heroical, Possess her that you are valiant and have spirit. Talk nothing but of beating every man. That is your hindrance, though you do not do it, or dare not. Tis no matter. Be she free, and of a liberal soul, give bounteously to all your servants, and let your angels fly about the room, although you borrowed them. If she be witty, so must your discourse. Get wit, what shift soever you make for it though it cost you all your land, and then a song or two is not amiss. Although you buy them, there's many in the town will furnish you. But still, I tell you, you must use her roughly. Beat her face black and blue. Take all her clothes and give them to some punk. This will be ground for me to work upon. All this I have done. I have left her now as bare that. Should I die her fortune or my conscience, would be to marry some tobacco man. She is nothing but an old black work waistcoat, which would serve exceedingly well to sit at the shop and light pipes for the lousy footmen. And sweet friend, first, here's a jewel to present her, then here's a sonnet writ against myself, which as thine own thou shalt accost her with. Farewell, and happy success attend thee. Exit. Ha, ha, ha. He reads. Fairest still wilt thou be true To man so false to thee. Did he lend a husband's due, Thou didst owe him loyalty. But will curses, wanton blows, Breed no change in thy white soul? Be not a fool to thy first vows, Since his first breach doth thy faith control. No beauty else could be so chaste, Think not thou honourest woman then, Since by thy conscience all disgraced, Are robbed of the dear loves of men. Then grant me my desire, That vow to prove a real husband, His adulterate love. Took ever man more pains to be a cuckold. O oh, monstrous age, Where men themselves we see study and pay for their own infamy scene two enter injun maid lord proudly brother like a woman swords drawn give me my sister i'll have her forth thy heart no earthly lord can pull her out of that till he have plucked my heart first out my lord we're not inhospitable I could wrong you here in my own house. 
I am so full of woe for your lost sister, that by all my joys hoped for in her, my heart weeps tears of blood. A whiter virgin and a worthier had ne'er creation. Leda's swan was black to her virginity and immaculate thoughts. Where hast thou hid her? Give her me again, for by the god of vengeance be she lost. The female hate shall spring betwixt our names, shall never die while one of either house survives. Our children shall, at seven years old, strike knives in one another. Let hell gape, and take me quick if I know where she is. But I am so charged with sorrow for her loss, being the cause of it, as no doubt I am, that I had rather fall upon my sword than breathe a minute longer. Offering to kill himself. Oh, sir, hold! Thou shalt not need. I have a sword to bathe in thy false blood, inhumane murderer. Good sir, be pacified. I'll go. I'll run many a mile to find your sister out. She never was so desperate of grace, by violence to rob herself of life, and so her soul in danger. Comfort, sir. She's but retired somewhere, on my life. Injun to his brother. Prithee. Uh, let me alone. Do I stand to defend that wretched life that is in doubt of hers? Here, worthy lord, behold my breast framed of thy sister's love. Hew it, for thou shalt strike but on a stock. Since she is gone, that was the cause it lived. Out, false dissembler! Art not married? No. Behold, it is my younger brother dressed plucks off his head tire a man no woman that hath gold the world intended for a happier event than this that followed that she now is gone o oh, fond experiments of simple man fool to thy fate since all thy project meant but mirth is now converted unto death lady honour aside oh do not burst me joy that modesty would let me show myself to finish all Nay, then thou hast my sister somewhere, villain. Tis plain now thou wilt steal thy marriage. She is no match for thee, assure thyself. If all the law in England or my friends can cross it, it shall not be. Would twere so well, and that I knew the lady to be safe. Give me no ill words. Sir, this boy and I will wander like two pilgrims till we find her. If you do love her as you talk, do so. The love or grief that is expressed in words is slight and easy. Tis but shallow woe that makes a noise. Deepest waters stillest go. I love her better than thy parents did, which is beyond a brother. Slave, thou liest. Zounds! About to strike. Kill him. Oh, hold! Sir, you dishonour much your brother. To counsel him against hospitality, to strike in his own house. You, Lord Insolent, I will fight with you. Take this as a challenge and set your time. Tomorrow morning, Injun, tis that I covet and provoke thee for. Will you not strike him now? No, my good boy is both discreet and just in his advice. 
thy glories are to last but for a day give me thy hand to-morrow morning thou shalt be no lord to-morrow noon thou shalt not be at all pish why do you think so have not i arms a soul as bold as yours a sword as true i do not think your honour in the field without your lordship's liveries will have odds farewell and let's have no excuses pray exit proudly i warrant you pray say your prayers to-night and bring an inkhorn will ye to set your hand to a satisfactory recantation exit a wretched maid whose sword can i pray for but by the other's loss i must find death o oh, odious brother if he kill my love o oh, bloody love if he should kill my brother despair on both sides of my discontent tells me no safety rests but to prevent exit scene three enter widow and bold like princox what's o'clock princox bedtime and please you madam come undress me <sighs> would god had made me a man why madam because i would have been in bed as soon as day we are so long unpinning and unlacing yet many of us madam are quickly undone sometime but herein we have the advantage of men though they can be abed sooner than we it's a great while when they are abed ere they can get up indeed if they be well laid princox one cannot get them up again in haste oh god madam how mean you that i hope you know ill things taken into a gentlewoman's ears are the quick corrupters of maiden modesty i would be loath to continue in any service unfit for my virgin estate or where the world should take any notice of light behaviour in the lady i follow for madam the main point of chastity in a lady is to build the rock of a good opinion amongst the people by circumstances and a fair show she must make si non caste tamen corte madam and though wit be a wanton madam yet i beseech your ladyship for your own credit and mine let the bridle of judgment be always in the chaps of it to give it head or restrain it according as time and place shall be convenient <laughs> precise and learned princox dost not thou go to blackfriars most frequently madam unworthy vessel that i am to partake or retain any of the delicious dew that is there distilled but why shouldst thou ask me what i meant even now i tell thee there's nothing uttered but carries a double sense one good one bad but if the hearer apply it to the worst the fault lies in his or her corrupt understanding not in the speaker for to answer your latin pravis omnia prava believe me wench if ill come into my fancy i will purge it by speech the less will remain within a pox of these nice-mouthed creatures i have seen a narrow pair of lips 
utter as broad a tale as can be bought for money indeed an ill tale unuttered is like a maggot in a nut it spoils the whitest kernel you speak most intelligently madam oh, hast not done yet thou art an old fumbler i perceive methinks thou dost not do things like a woman uh, madam i do my endeavour and the best can do no more they that could do better it may be would not and then twere all one but rather than be a burthen to your ladyship i protest sincerely i would beg my bread therefore i beseech you madam to hold me excused and let my good will stand for the action <laughs> let thy good will stand for the action if good will would do it there's many a lady in this land would be content with her old lord and thou canst not be a burthen to me without thou lie upon me and that were preposterous in thy sex take no exceptions at what i say remember you said stand even now there was a word for one of your coat indeed i swear madam you are very merry god send you good luck has your ladyship no waters that you use at bedtime no in troth princox no complexion none but mine own i swear didst thou ever use any no indeed madam now and then a piece of scarlet or so a little white and red ceruse but in troth madam i have an excellent receipt for a night mask as ever you heard what is it balls grease one ounce jordan almonds blanched and ground a quartum uh, red rose water half a pint mare's urine newly covered half a score drops Phew! no more of thy medicine if thou lovest me few of our knights errant when they meet a fair lady errant in a morning would think her face had lain so plastered all night thou hast had some apothecary to thy sweetheart but leaving this face physic for by my troth it may make others have good ones but it makes me a scurvy one which of all the gallants in the town wouldst thou make a husband of if thou mightst have him for thy choosing in truth madam but you'll say i speak blindly but let my love stand aside i think it not fit indeed your love should stand in the middle i say master bold oh do but mark him madam his leg his hand his body and all his members stand in print out upon thee princox no methinks well tried's a handsome fellow i like not these starched gallants masculine faces and masculine gestures please me best how like you master pert oh fie upon him when he is in his scarlet clothes he looks like a man of wax and i had as lief have a dog of wax i do not think but he lies in a case of nights 
he walks as if he were made of gins as if nature had wrought him in a frame i have seen him sit discontented a whole play because one of the pearls of his band was fallen out of his reach to order again why bold madam is clean contrary ay but that's as ill each extreme is alike vicious his careful carelessness is his study he spends as much time to make himself slovenly as the other to be spruce his garters hang over upon the calves of his legs his doublet unbuttoned and his points untrussed his hair in his eyes like a drunkard and his hat worn on the hinder part of his head as if he cared more for his memory than his wit makes him look as if he were distracted princox i would have you lie with me i do not love to lie alone with all my heart madam are you clean-skinned clean-skinned madam there's a question do you think i have the itch i am an englishwoman i protest i scorn the motion nay prithee princox be not angry it's a sign of honesty i can tell you faith madam i think tis but simple honesty that dwells at the sign of the scab well well come to bed and we'll talk further of all these matters exit fortune i thank thee i will hold thee eyes for this good turn now she is mine indeed thou hast given me that success my project hoped off false disguise thou hast been true to me and now be bold that thou mayst welcome be exit scene four enter horbang bots tear chaps spill blood and drawer several patches on their faces damn me we will have more wine sirrah or we'll down into the cellar and drown thee in a butt of malmsey and hew all the hogsheads in pieces hang him rogue shall he die as honourable as the duke of clarence by this flesh let's have wine or i will cut thy head off and have it roasted and eaten in pie corner next bartholomew tide gentlemen i beseech you consider where you are turnbull street a civil place do not disturb a number of poor gentlewomen master horbang master bots master tearchaps and master spillblood the watch are abroad the watch why you rogue are not we the kings of turnbull yes marry are ye sir for my part if you'll be quiet i'll have a sign made of ye and it shall be called the four kings of turnbull will you fetch us wine and a whore sirrah why what do you think of me am i an infidel a turk a pagan a saracen i have been at best turnips and she swears all the gentlewomen went to see a play at the fortune and are not come in yet and she believes they sup with the players damn me we must kill all those rogues we shall never keep a whore honest for them go your way sirrah we'll have but a gallon apiece and an ounce of tobacco i beseech you let it be but pottles sart 
You rogue. Exit drawer. Enter well tried and Lord Free Simple. Master well tried, welcome as my soul. Enter drawer with wine, plate, and tobacco. Noble lad, how dost thou? As welcome as the tobacco and the wine, boy. Damn me, thou art. Bless me, save you, gentlemen. They have not one face among them. I would wish myself well from them. I would I had put out something upon my return. I had as lief be at Barmouthos. Pray, welcome this gentleman. Spillblood, aside. Is he valiant? Well tried, aside. Faith, he's a little faulty that way. Somewhat of a bashful and backward nature. Yet I have brought him amongst you, because he hath a great desire to be fleshed. Yes, faith, sir, I have a great desire to be fleshed. Now Master Welltried said he would bring me to the only fleshmongers in the town. Welltried, aside. Sir, he cannot endure the sight of steel. Not steel, zounds. Claps his sword over the table. Oh, now I am going. Faints. Here's to you, sir. I'll fetch you again with a cup of sack. I pledge you, sir, and begin to you in a cup of claret. Well tried, aside. Hark you, my lord. What will you say if I make you beat all these out of the room? Fee simple, aside. What will I say? Why, I say it is impossible. It is not in mortal man. Well, drink a pace. If any brave you, outbrave him. I'll second you. They are a company of cowards, believe me. By this light I would they wells. If I thought so, I would be upon the jack of one of them instantly. That same little damn me. But, Master Welchard, if they be not very valiant, or dare not fight, how came they by such cuts and gashes and such broken faces? Why, their whores strike them with cans and glasses and quart pots. If they have nothing by them, they strike them with a box, and you know that will lay one's nose as flat as a basket-hilt dagger. Well, let me alone. This bully dares not drink. Dare I not, sir? Well said. Speak to him, man. You had best try me, sir. We four will drink four healths to four of the seven deadly sins. Pride, drunkenness, wrath, and lechery. I'll pledge him, and I thank you. I know him all. Here's one. Which of the sins? By my troth, even to pride. Why, well said. And in this, do not you only pledge your mistress's health, but all the woman's in the world. So, now this little cup to wrath, because he and I are strangers. Brave boy, damn me, he shall be a roarer. Damn me, I will be a roarer, or it shall cost me a fall. The next place that falls, pray let him have it. Well, I have two of my healths to drink yet. Lechery and drunkenness, which even shall go together. Why, how now, my lord, a moralist? Damn me! Art thou a lord? What virtues hast thou? Virtues? Enough to keep e'er a damn me company in England. Methinks you should think it a virtue enough to be a lord. Will you not pledge these healths, Master Welltried? We'll have no observers. Why, Monsieur Porbang? 
I am no playmaker, and, for pledging your health, I love none of the four you drink to so well. Zunes, you shall pledge me this. Shall I? What's the matter? Dost hear me, Master Welltide? Use thine own discretion. Thou wilt not pledge him, say so, and let me see if e'er a damn me of them all will force thee. Well, Puff, will your lordship take any tobacco? You, lord with the white face. Heart, he cannot put it through his nose. Faith, you have ne'er a nose to put it through. To hear I blow your face, sirrah. You pledge me, sir? Indeed, I will not. Damn me, he shall not, then. Lord, use your own words. Damn me is mine. I'm known by it all the town o'er. Do you hear? It is as free for me as you, do you hear, Patch? I've paid more for't. Nay, I'll bear him witness in a truth. His soul lies for't, my lord. Well tried. You are grown proud since you got good clothes and have followed your lord. Strikes and they scuffle. I have known you lousy well tried. Roarer, you lie. Draw and fight, throw pots and stools. Oh, Jesus. Zounds, Zounds. cleave or be cleft. Pell-mell, slash arms and legs. Heart, let me alone with him. Break off and exeunt all the swaggerers. Why, now thou art a worthy white, indeed a lord of Lorne. I am a madman. Look, is not that one of their heads? Fie, no, my lord. Damn me, but tis. I would not wish you to cross me a purpose. If you have anything to say to me, so, I am ready. Oh, brave lord, many aurora thus is made by wine. Come, it is one of their heads, my lord. Why, so then I will have my humour. If you love me, let's go break windows somewhere. Dwarr, take your plate. For the reckoning, there's some of their cloaks. I will be no shot-log to such. God's blessing all your hearts for thus ridding the house of them. Exeunt. End of Act 3.